Blackula Return of the King by Rodney Barnes and Jason Sean Alexander is available for your purchase right now. And trust me, it's a good one. Also, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania has started to get early reactions on the Internet, and it seems like Jonathan Majors is the conqueror we've been looking for. And today is February 8th, 2023, and that means it's new comic book day. And JT is here to give us his top picks for the week. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 podcast. All right, so if you listen to last Monday's episode, I had Rodney Barnes on here and he was talking about Blackula Return of the King. Uh, it's a story that he put out on his own publishing company, uh, Zombie Love Studios. Uh, the artist on the story is Jason Sean Alexander, who was also the creative arts director for Zombie Love Studios. Okay, these guys have been working together for a long time. Uh, they've been putting out Philadelphia and Nita Halls. Uh, I believe they're working together on Monarch right now, which is a new series that came out this week. Um, but listen, all right, if you have never seen the movie Blackula, I'll tell you this uh, from reading this story. It's you don't have to. All right. I've seen the movie before a couple times, but it's not a movie that is necessary for you to see before you read this book, because Rodney Barnes right off the gate, something that he does very well is that he kind of gives you uh, a direction on where the story is going uh, early on in the story. Right. Uh, and he also in this gives you uh, just a little bit of the past story of what happened during the original Blackula movie. So he catches you up very quickly and probably like the, the first chapter of the book, you get you, get you all caught up and then you're ready to go. But what's interesting about this story is that it does not take place during the seventies where the original movie took place. Uh, this takes place in a, in a more updated time period closer to now, obviously. Uh, and it still takes place in California and it is horrifying. Okay. Jason Sean Alexander's artwork on this story is probably even better than the artwork that he's been doing on Philadelphia. Like it's, I mean, it's Jason Sean Alexander. So it's still his style of art, but it just seems like he ramped it up even more, uh, in this uh, comic book or in this graphic novel. And it, it's just amazing, right? But I don't want to give too much of the story away. Like, I'm not trying to spoil the story for you guys, but I will say that he took Blackula, Rodney Barnes took Blackula in a direction that I was not expecting him to take. This story is actually a story about revenge. This story is actually a story about uh, vengeance. You know, like, it's, it's a dark story, but... It kind of makes you cheer for Blackula. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't think you would be doing that for a blood sucking vampire. Right. Um, but in this story, he kind of turns it around. And yeah, it's not really, it's not a superhero story, but it has like this vibe about it where this character Blackula is trying to get payback on his maker. Um, and He's also dealing with an issue where he's trapped uh, in hell, okay, where he's basically burning for eternity. Um, 
and he wants out because he wants to get his revenge on his creator. Uh, so it is an amazing trip of a story. Um, it reads super easy um, and it has a lot of twists and turns that you would not expect. Um, and it's like it kind of has you questioning the universe that Rodney Barnes is building, even with Philadelphia and Nita Halls. And uh, I want to say the story is called Johnny Gatlin. I believe it's called that he did on. he did on Substack. Um, there's a lot of characters in here. Uh, well, maybe not a lot, but there is one character for sure that shows up that's in hell that we've heard his name before in Philadelphia and also in Nita Halls. Um, so that was very interesting. And then that final page reveal, I mean, of course, there's going to be more. Uh, John, Rodney Barnes said that he wanted to do at least three story arcs, I believe. Um, but the way this story ended, it definitely ended on a cliffhanger for there to be more story. And I cannot wait because the character that was revealed, uh, very much piqued my interest because I feel like if, if this is something that Rodney Barnes is doing where he might be connecting, uh, maybe his universe of Philadelphia and everything and bringing this into that, uh, there were some characters in Philadelphia that showed up from Compton, uh, or Watts. I'm sorry, from Watts that, uh, I was really interested in and wanting to see more of. And if you know the story, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, and yeah, they show up in this story on the last page. And man, I have to say, I highly recommend you go check out Philadelphia. I highly recommend you go check out Nita Halls. I highly recommend that you go check out this new story, Blackula by Rodney Barnes and Jason Sean Alexander. It is amazing. Um, it took me a little while to read it cause I was trying to read other books at the same time. But once I got down into it, it's a quick read. It's a beautiful read. The artwork is amazing. Even my wife who doesn't read comic books kind of was just like, wow. So yeah, that's my spoiler free review of Blackula. Um, and we have some more reviews, uh, with that said, uh, let's kick it over to JT for his top picks on new comic book day. JT, what's going on, man? So uh, Isaac previewed some books for us this week, and man, it's it's a lot of books again uh, for the second week of February. Uh, so what were some of your top picks for this week's new comic book day? Hey, Amir. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's JT. Uh, th these are actually three of my favorite books so far this week, and you know, oddly enough, they're DC books. You know, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot out this week, but you know, I had to go with some, um, I had to switch it up a little bit more. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll do an old Marvel, sometimes do Marvel DC, sometimes I'll do Marvel DC and Indy. But this week, I guess we're just going to hit up a little bit of DC. First and foremost, we've got The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number five by Matthew Rosenberg. And this book is hilarious. The dialogue <laughs> is funny. The artwork's amazing. And for anybody who didn't know um, prior to this, <laughs> the spoiler, uh, in issue one, we're introduced to not one, but two jokers. One of them is on the West Coast in California uh, running wreck, and the other one is still in Gotham. The thing is, you don't know which one is the real joker. Just the way that they're acting, and then it's like, but in this issue, we start to see 
um, parts of the California Joker's plan come together in a way where he shows up in Gotham and he confronts the other Joker. But then you don't know which one of them is which because they're both crazy. <laughs> but, but overall, it's 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 amazing. I mean, and throughout all this, you got Red Hood like on their backside. And for anybody who don't know who Red Hood is, is Jason Todd and the Joker. Mm. If you really don't know, going years back, spoiler wise, he cracked him upside his head with a crowbar. So, needless to say, this is kind of personal for Red Hood. Mm. So he's on their trail too, and it's just. It's a fun read. It's really good. Um, anybody who's really into the Joker, I really recommend picking that up. Nice. Sticking with the Batman theme, next we have um, Batman 132 by Chip Zdarsky. There you go. And uh, this finds us with Bruce Wayne, Batman, um, stuck in an alternate universe um, where there is no Batman. You know? Um, and Alfred... And all these people, like, they all have a different dynamic in this universe. And in this world of Gotham, it's like you're judged as to whether you're sane or not. And if you're insane, they just throw you in Arkham Asylum. Even if you're not insane, they think you're insane, you're going to Arkham. Meanwhile, they're Hmm. pumping this gas into the air that makes people seem like they're hallucinating. So you don't know who's crazy and who's not. Now, this is a very interesting read. I, I love the way... Zdarsky does the dialogue for Batman. You know, it, it yeah, makes you yeah. realize that his motivations go far beyond his original tragedy of losing his parents. Like he's got his sons. He considers all right. those Robins. Those kids are his, those are his kids. He don't mm-hmm. want to hear nothing. But now he's in the universe where he doesn't know where they are. He sees Selena Kyle, but that's not his Selena. Yeah. Like I said, this ain't his universe, and he popped up, and a few other people that he knows that shouldn't even be here are here. So he gets struck hmm. with all of that <laughs> while trying to get back to his universe, but at the same time, he still maintains who he is. He's Batman in any universe, so come at him if you want, yeah. God help you if you do. That's yeah. it. There you go. Right? So then next up, um, we've got Static, Shadows oh, yeah. of Dakota. This is yeah. season two. So basically, we had the first season of Static uh, came out a while back. That was a six-issue uh, series from Milestone. And this one kind of picks up right after that. So we've had the Bang Babies. Everyone's gotten their powers. Um, we're still looking at everything through the, the lens of Virgil Hawkins, a.k.a. Static. And his friends. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the book mm-hmm. starts off casual. You know, everyone's in Dakota. They're having a good time. You know, Virgil's doing his thing with his friends. And next thing you know, boom, there's this massive explosion. And these dudes show up in masks. And somebody's snatching bang babies. That, that's basically mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm like, oh, oh, we, we doing this? Yeah. And it begs the question of, why is why is someone taking them and for what reason right and at the same time because this is shadows of dakota even if you anybody who picks up the the book you'll see on the cover there's a character in the in the background ebon Mm. who was originally not in the comics at all you know he was a cartoon villain he was he was made specifically for the cartoon but 
you his presence, the best way I can put it is his presence is definitely felt in this book. And I think that if this book is going to go the direction I think it's going to go in, it, he's going to be something of a force in Static's life and not oh, for good. Nice. So this book was written by Nicholas Draper Ivy, who also supplied the work, and Vita Ayala. Yeah, uh, he, Nicholas, yeah, yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas Draper Ivy did the artwork as well. So it's kind of got that anime style to it. Yeah. And the colors are bright, the action solid, even the way he does the um the purple electricity for, oh, for static. Yeah. It's cool. The way it flows across the pages. So this is definitely a, a good book for anybody who is either just now getting involved with our milestone books or for mm. those of us who know that this has been around for 30 years, you know, right. and it's definitely a good thing. And the last one was an honorable mention there. Speaking of static, uh, DC was kind enough to promote. There's a collector's edition of static number one that came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. And of course they, they, came out with a facsimile edition for anyone who was interested in getting the original. Um, I will say, uh, just be careful if you're going to buy it because it looks pretty much like the original issue. The only thing I will say was the big telltale sign for anybody is honestly, if you look in the corner at the bottom, you'll see it says nine 99 on it. So (laughs) that way you'll know that this is not the original book from the nineties. So you ain't paying 60 or 62 or a hundred dollars. It's not on the bag itself, but it is on the comic. It says $9.99 in the corner. So just, you know, be aware if you're going to purchase this book that, you know, Check the that that's out. the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But that was basically it for this week. Um, nice. You guys, as always, support your local shops. Get out there. Get your books. Keep safe. Enjoy and keep it 100 absolutely man appreciate you taking the time out those are some really dope sounding books man and i can't wait to uh pick them up man so uh with that said we'll see we'll see you next week brother all right take it easy all right so phase five of the MCU has officially kicked off uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, they had their red carpet event, you know, the premiere event the other night. Uh, a lot of fans were in attendance. Um, a lot of reactions came out afterwards. So that was really cool. Um, it was some mixed reviews in there, uh, but a lot of them said that Jonathan Majors kicked ass as Kang the Conqueror, and that is really all your boy wants. I just want to see Jonathan Majors in there going crazy uh, in this movie, and I can't wait to see it now because of the reviews that have been coming back or the reactions that have been coming back. But yeah, uh, Ant-Man and the uh, the Wasp Quantumania comes out February 17th, so that's next week. Um, But here are some of the reactions, man. Uh, One lady said that she had an absolute blast watching the movie. Uh, It's creative, energetic, and filled with some great action sequences uh welcome jonathan majors such a badass and the effects were superb one review or reaction that was a little bit different than hers uh Basically, what he said was that you kind of get two hours worth of variance and multiverse talk. So this might be appeasing to the Marvel novice, but maybe not to the people that aren't 
you know, into all of that in the Marvel lore. Um, but he also said that Jonathan Majors is a great Kang the Conqueror. Uh, and for a good portion of the movie, Michelle Pfeiffer is the main character. So that was cool. Uh, somebody that gave a review or reaction um, to the movie kind of said some, you know, some bad things about the movie, I guess. Uh, he said that it has way too much going on. Uh, it's tough to connect to the movie emotionally. Um, but... He also said that Jonathan Majors uh, as Kang the Conqueror is in, uh, has a lot of charisma. He's, uh, you know, intense badly. I'm not sure what that means, but visually awesome. Um, but the threat he represents is too abstract. So, hey, listen, this movie looks like it's going to be trippy as hell just from looking at it. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see once we get a chance to see it. But. The last one that I'll read that says uh, Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is a strong start to phase five. I now understand why it's called Quantumania. Jonathan Majors is excellent as Kang, and I cannot wait to see where this all goes. Two after credit scenes, both very good. Now, that's what I like to hear. Uh other than the fact that Jonathan Majors is an incredible actor, I really wanted to get back to those post credit scenes. Uh, I wanted to get back to good post credit scenes. Uh, some of the post credit scenes that we had in the in Phase Four were a little dull. You know, they didn't really matter to anything. Uh, but you know, we'll see. You know, I think the most, the, probably the major one might have been in um, Doctor Strange: uh, Multiverse of Madness. So that might connect to this uh, Quantum Mania. So we'll see. But I'm excited to see this. This is really just for Jonathan Majors. Um, he's an excellent actor, and this is awesome to see him uh, in a role like this. Um, and I, I'm excited, man. He's got this. He's got Creed coming, Creed 3 uh, coming soon. I think that's in March. So it's going to be a nice start to the year for Jonathan Majors. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing this movie just like everyone else, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and I will definitely be giving my review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania when I get to see it. It'll probably be a reaction on Instagram. So just make sure you check out the Black Podcaster on Instagram. But that'll do it for today's episode of the One in 100 Podcast. Thank you to JT for giving us those dope reviews. Listen, go look for him on Instagram, man. Or Facebook, if you have Facebook, find JT on 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 Instagram or Facebook, man, because he has some other books uh, that he read uh, recently that he didn't get a chance to do reviews on, and he said there was a lot more great reads out this week. So definitely go hit up your local comic book shop and go find JT and ask him what uh, the books were that he read. Maybe he'll give you a little synopsis of some of those things. So you can find his Instagram page, um, you know, on the One in One Hundred uh, Instagram page or on the Black Podcaster. Instagram page. I usually tag them in the post that we have. Uh, so yeah, man, um, that's it, man. I appreciate you guys checking us out. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you guys tune in and share it, like it and all that good stuff. And uh, with that said, be good to yourself and be good to others. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the one in 100 podcast.